am the type to make fun of paraplegics Cause I'm a bleeding heart It's bleeding cause it's broken And it doesn't start. start Plus my humor's dark And I'm really outspoken In fact, I talk a lot of shit And I'm heartbroken I'll drink a bottle quick What the fuck were you thinking, Kendrick? King of New York, my nigga I must admit I'm skeptic You ain't even the fucking king of Cali I know your fans might hear this shit And they might wanna start a rally And I can see the comments now And they make me laugh Calling my verse trash And telling me I'll never make the staff But some of them might even hit me up on Twitter So thanks for the view and the listen They not your fucking stinker But I must admit you took the world by storm But you ain't redefined the culture That shit is the fucking norm For us rebels at the bottom It's always fighting the status quo So this shit was good It wasn't great I thought that you should know And as for old Mr. Joel Ortiz His verse is so fucking dope It made my damn nose bleed So for once on a track I might not say I'm best you Who the fuck I'm kidding I'm best and you fucking know that shit And I agree This shit is a competition And if your ass don't agree Then get the fuck out the kitchen Cause on the one else flame Like Johnny Storm I'm fantastic on every track No Sue Storm And I'm Dragonborn born for this shit Like up on Skyrim None of all you niggas On YouTube in the league I'm a him nope. And if you claim I struck a nerve Then it should I've been the king of controversy Before it was fucking good I play with these fools Like puppets I'm lyrically screaming Fuck it So if you the king nigga Then me I'm something above it I hop on the mic kid While these MCs cry And do what they should have did But they just ain't try I'm nope. running circles Around you cats Wally West flash style So when I flash on your act You know I go wild Child Now I'm raging out Like I'm Hulk Red Nigga thought he was an Avenger But not a hero dead He is an illusion He's a fairy tale <laughs> The demon Is alive With me I'm much much different man I am the man of a thousand truths. I am the inner of world. King of New York, more believable, you king of Atlantis. So stay in your dome and let the true fucking heroes handless. Hey yo Lamar, how you gonna write all your lyrics handless? You're just a boy in the sea and me, I'm a fucking mantis. I'm a shark with a thousand teeth, you're a fish out of water. I hear you gasping for air. Just like you water, so keep calm, nigga. You are not that hot. I know a bunch of rappers on the ground who are what you're not. Yeah. The media has really got you gas. I hear Peter Rosenberg every day, always kissing your fucking ass. Don't get me wrong, my dude. I'm not saying you're bad, but you're definitely not the illest that they're saying we have. And now these artists showing up. What the fuck? I took a young buck saying names to fucking wake your asses up. This is the killing joke, so I know these niggas are chokers. Not thought for focus, they smokers. They some wanna be soldiers. So that's why. I, I had to hit the beat strong And if you think the Kendrick is killing it Then you're dead wrong Morelikeradio.com It's our duty to entertain you <laughs> I said duty To alcohol The cause of and solution to All of life's problems I blame this all on Kevin, DMU Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume and He only says like three words he, He's like really shy He really talked to me Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more Man, he, he was he was right there with us Talking about my own minute Alcohol by Volume oh, I'm actually kind of drunk Alcohol by Volume, awesome show You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show Because by hour two, he's blitzed I'll bet Oh, it's awesome Because it's a theme show. Kevin's some stupid His Polish weird guy. Polish last name, yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? Nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Alcohol 
Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. I'm not drunk yet, although it probably sounded like it in the chat. If you are on... uh, Oh, fuck. Boy, I ran out of steam there pretty quickly. If you're listening via podcast, you should try and listen live every so often. And so for the podcasters, you can uh, listen live on TuneIn or morelikeradio.com slash live. Click up at the top of the page to listen live. And for those of you that are listening live, you can feel free to Skype in or call. Uh, Skype name is Alcohol by Volume, all one word. And the phone number is 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. And of course, check out what is being chatted about in the Facebook group. I've been randomly posting shit in there this week, uh, probably annoying the piss out of everybody. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's interesting stuff. So fuck you, whatever. It's facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. And of course, support the station, download all the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful programming on more like radio. Uh, we got a couple new shows on the network. We have, I believe it's the edge and we also have, um, uh, talk radio meltdown. I listened to their premier MLR show. Uh, I think it was, just this past weekend that I listened to it, and fucking phenomenal. I know uh, Ashley from Antisocial Gamer Radio has raved about them in the past, and that was my first time uh, getting to listen to them, and uh, fucking fantastic. Great show. So another great addition to the network. So download our shows on iTunes, search for More Like Radio. You can go to morelikeradio.com slash downloads, and you can also download them at morelikeradio.org. Uh, and of course, I right when I decide to start radio, my sinuses decide to act up. I don't know what the fuck is with my body. Uh, oh, you know, Cornex just also reminded me, another new um, joiner to the MLR family, High Society Radio. I uh, actually, I listened to their first MLR show, I think it was also this weekend I listened Fantastic! I love the um, the uh, Craigslist segment that they did. Uh, the best way, to, if I remember remember it correctly, they would pretty much do a Craigslist listing that was something that so out of the bounds of what you would expect someone to reasonably post on Craigslist in the listings. And the one they were talking about was it was supposed to be a woman that basically was into rape fantasy and was looking for someone to do that and like you know get the keys from underneath the mat in her house and come into the house and force her into it and all that shit and they were talking about some of the replies they got of course they got a shitload of cockpicks from it which you know who doesn't want a good cockpick but yeah so high society radio um some of you guys might know pepper hicks from the ron and fez show he's on there Great show. Check them out. Check out all the great shows on More Like Radio. I like to promote all the shows, and I, I listen to 
well, if I had more time, I'd listen to every single show, but sometimes I, some weeks I just can't. But thank you for that uh, little bit of a save there, Cornax. I appreciate it. Poor Cornax, still no laptop, still relying on the Skype chat to communicate with the shows. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um, of course, there is also the alcohol by volume beer tasting list at tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting open spreadsheet on Google Docs. You can add little reviews, ratings and whatnot for beers that you've tried. Share with us your favorites, share with us your not so favorites, share with us any kind of beer you like. Uh, I've added a bunch there and hopefully I've opened people's eyes to different, uh, Different tastes. I see JJ Stoner is in the chat, and uh, oh, still, still Cornex the Angry Virgin. That's sad. <laughs> and, and and if if I guess if anybody does want to isolate, uh, when I said before about the old cockpit thing, uh, Cornex wants that isolated for for probably blackmail purposes later. I'm not going to help him with that. Um, let's see. Where do I start? Where do I start? Well, basically, it, the, the, this show, it, it, it's so weird with, with me sometimes because I'll get up in the morning and I will be thinking, do I have enough to do a full show? Ugh, do I just pull together a best of? Do I just say, fuck it this week and you know let last week's show run? And every week I still manage to pile together stuff and get the show going. It's not that I don't enjoy doing the show. It's just sometimes I just get tired. I just get so tired. But this this week, at least, it's honestly the highlight of my week because, well, actually, most most weeks it's the highlight of my week considering how my work has been um, because I get to drink and ramble for two hours and not alternate between thoughts of homicide and suicide like at my fucking job and... Uh, Thankfully, I only had to interact with my worthless coworker for five minutes today, but that was still five minutes too many. So, ugh. I know, I know, I'm lucky to have a job. Blah blah blah. It still fucking pisses me off. Ugh. I, I'm I'm almost I'm almost craving retail at this point. That that kind of tells you something there. Um, yeah, it, it, it's amazing how it purely incompetent people like my coworker can still be employed in this job market and other people other very skilled people out there are stuck jobless oh, thanks obama motherfucker Oof. um for you regular listeners you know that i was doing a irish stout homebrew recently and i popped it in the fridge finally uh last thursday and when I did uh, when I did the whole thing, it was from a Mr. Beer kit, and there was an extra packet that I added in that it's supposed to like. I think they say kind of supercharge it. It boosts the alcohol level by like a percentage point or two. So I added that in there too, and for the carbonation and the secondary fermentation, I have these uh, carbonation drops, so I don't have to ac- actually measure out sugar and shit like that. But I don't know if. It was the carbonation drops that made it react this way, or if it was that extra supercharging. But I know Mitch will be able to attest to this. When you have an Irish stout, you expect a certain almost creaminess to it. 
you get that creamy, foamy head to it, and it's got that creamy kind of body to it. This one, again, don't know if it was the carbonation drops or the supercharging, but it actually came out more fizzy and less creamy. Oh, excuse me. Less creamy. And it's still pretty good. It, it it has the taste of an Irish stout, but it has the feel of like a cola. It, very, very, very strange. Almost to the point where I don't even feel like I can call it an Irish stout anymore. I don't know what the hell I made then. I think I have maybe... Jesus Christ, I just realized. It. I, out of the 18 bottles that I had, I think I have maybe three left something like that so then again that's not that's not too unexpected <laughs> just peeked over at the skype chat again with cornax black mail blacks avoid the mail that's where the bills come from <laughs> yes um okay i'm not gonna well I, I, I think i have like some racist prep here so i'll get into that later um but yeah so i don't even think i could call it a a Irish stout at this point. Still pretty good though, but I still got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do for my next for my next brew. So, I've done I've done a lager, I've done a stout. I'm not doing a pale ale. So, uh, I don't know. Eh, maybe some kind of wheat beer or something. I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out eventually. I'm probably going to wait for the weather to cool down a little bit just I don't want to deal with the temperature fluctuations that I dealt with this time. That was a pain in the ass. If I had central air, it'd be easier, but we don't because we're poor. So, And uh, last week on the show, I know I was mentioning with Mitch that we're doing a beer trade, and I got Mitch's beer this past weekend because I'm a good friend. That was the easy part, and I thought that was actually going to be the hard part, but I was uh, going through the build a six-pack and found stuff that I... Going by that uh, page that Cornex sent me that one time with the beer distribution, I grabbed stuff that doesn't appear to be available in Minnesota. Uh, I know one of them, for instance, is a New Jersey brewery that's not available there and things like that. So hopefully, hopefully I picked out some good stuff. I, I don't want to disappoint Mitch because I know Mitch Mitch is Mitch is a big beer guy. And uh, so hope, hopefully I did good with that. But the, the tough part now comes with packing it up safely. Oh, hey, Marianne, I see you there in the chat. Um, with packing it up, I know on the Beer Trade subreddit, there's a whole... Uh, it's like an instruction sheet almost as to the best ways to do it. Uh, double boxing it, which I am actually probably going to do. I'm going to have the inner box and then packing peanuts and then you know the outer box... Um, separating the beer in such a way, bubble wrapping, uh, bags. I mean, you can individually bag each beer, so if one of them breaks in transit, it doesn't fuck up the rest of them. Uh, the one, the the page on Reddit suggested just uh, a like a waterproof trash bag around the inner bag. But I, I honestly think if one of your bottles breaks inside, you're gonna get everything else all sticky. So I think I am going to. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to pay that extra the extra dime or two and get some Ziploc bags and uh, completely envelop each bottle in, uh, well, in Ziploc bags and bubble wrap and everything. This is why I'm glad that during June, when I have all my video work and I'm printing out DVD inserts like crazy, I go through ink like it's well, it's worth more than blood apparently. Um. 
But recycle those at Staples, get the Staples rewards. So I'm probably not really going to be paying fucking anything for packaging. So, haha. Uh, and as for what I am drinking this week, I've been drinking my Irish soda stout, I'll call it, I guess. I picked up another six-pack of Son of a Peach Wheat Ale because I was in the mood for peach, and this shit's delicious, and it's a seasonal, and I you know, don't want to let it disappear before having one last taste of it. And then I got a large bottle of... You know, I don't know if I've ever had it before. It's from Dogfish Head. Uh, Theobroma. Ale brewed with natural flavors, honey, cocoa nibs, cocoa powder, ancho chilies, and ground annatto. And I don't even know what the fuck annatto is, but... I don't know. It sounded good. It's 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 supposed to be a recreation of the premier chocolate beverage of the Americas, intended only for the gods, kings, and the elite. So it's a Mayan Aztec kind of thing there. So I'll either I'll probably crack that open during the break. Um, although I am already into my second son of a peach here, and I only got a third left, so uh, may have a problem. I don't know. Uh, and worst comes to worst, I always got my Irish soda stout things up in the fridge. So little stories, little news stories, nothing, nothing um, big that holds a whole segment, but this one jumped out at me from several different sources this week. Certain beer brands tied to more ER visits. Now, initially people will read this and think, Oh, well, maybe certain beers are getting people more sick. Ooh, you know, reactionary bullshit like that. Well, the study was that five brands accounted for the largest amounts of beer consumed by people before they were treated for injuries at an emergency department in a large U.S. city. Um, let's see here. The five brands, Budweiser, Steel Reserve, Colt 45, Billy D. Williams is crying somewhere, uh, Bud Ice and Blood, yeah, Blood, Bud Light, and three are a type of malt liquor. Uh, and then they also went on to say four brands of malt liquor: Steel Reserve, Colt Forty Five, Bud Ice, and King Cobra, accounted for forty-six percent of the beer consumed by these patients. Even though those four brands account for only two point four percent of beer consumed by the general population. Um, so, you know, who, who stereotypically drinks malt liquor all the time? I think, I think they're, they're trying to tell us something there, you know, just, just a little hint there, but honestly, I mean, you look at the Budweiser, I mean, everybody drinks fucking Budweiser, so no big surprise there. Cult 45, I assume that is, uh... That that is a popular beverage refreshment in the more, uh, shall we say, urban communities. And uh, well, if, if you go by some of the videos you see on World Star Hip Hop, all sorts of crazy shits going on out there. So, okay, there's no surprise there. I didn't even know that Bud Ice was still a thing. Um, I've probably seen it in the cooler and just ignore it. Um, Bud Light, again, just as popular as Budweiser. Actually, more popular than Budweiser. So that's not really a surprise there. 
and then you know still reserve. So, but I guess I guess the malt liquor is uh, causing people to you know what? I don't think it's I, I don't think it's the beer that's causing these people to go into the ER. You know, the, drinking too much of those specific beers because of their um, you know um, economic status or whatever. I, I think I think we can blame YouTube for this because these people get drunk on whatever and they want to get on YouTube. That's what it comes down to. Oh, poor JJ Stoner got bashed for drinking Miller Lite the other day and says he's a beer noob. Well, you know what? If JJ, if you enjoy it, more power to you. More power to you cuz you know, I I I I was uh last week I was drinking that uh was it last week or it might have been this week? I everything blends together after a while now. That Budweiser Black Label, and it's Budweiser. It was fucking good. I, I like it. So you like what you like. I always say that. Uh, I think there is better stuff out there than Miller Lite, but you got to work your way up from that. Uh, like this delicious son of a peach. If you like peach, it's from. R.J. Rockers Brewing Company, if anybody's interested in that. Um, in fact, when I was out shopping for Mitch's beer... Oh, okay, J.J. said he just wanted to try the Vortex bottle. Okay, you know what? I, I can't I can't blame you for that. That actually reminds me of um, some beer ads that... I, th- I think Mitch uh, posted earlier today that... Um, Fuck! What what brewing company was it? For? I think it was from Breckenridge, Breckenridge Brewing Company. Fifteen second commercials they had where they were talking about different quote you know, beer technologies or beer features. Uh, one of the commercials they were showing uh, the fuck. You know what? Let me see if I can find it on the Facebook page. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a complete dumbass. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, the one where they were talking about, you know, all beers have at least three hops. Cold is not a flavor. I mean, you hear like Coors Light, you know, oh, you're the coldest beer. You know, cold's not a flavor. And then Swirly, where they were talking about the vortex neck in those bottles, where it makes your beer uh, swirly. And that was basically it. In fact, um, let me see if I can cue that up. Um bring up my levels here so you guys can hear it i was probably butchering it nearly every beer on the market has at least three hops in it cold it's not a flavor swirly bottlenecks make your beer swirly truth and beer advertising from your friends at breckenridge brewery yeah that was one that was one of the ones that mitch posted oh damn it don't want to cue that one up again um there was the first one that he posted was really really good though. I'm not I'm not giving it away. If you if you want to go to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume, look for it. Mitch uh, posted it's it's called Big Rock Brewery Light Beer. Just watch it. it there's a good payoff in it. And uh, the there was another. I think there was another Breckenridge one that I watched. Um, it, it, what was it? It had to do, ah, shit. I don't even think it's in the Facebook group. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Mitch posted it. Here we go. Gra- okay, gravity-activated pouring. 
which basically you tip the bottle and the beer goes into your mouth. You tip the bottle back and the beer stops going into your mouth. You know, it's a play on all the gimmicky kind of shit with the beer bottles and cans and everything. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. Roy Black on crack says he got hammered one night when his friend secretly put Jägermeister in his beer. I could actually see that working taste-wise, depending on what kind of beer it was. Um, I'm willing to bet that it was just a standard lager kind of thing, but I could almost see Jägermeister mixing with, I don't know, like a chocolate stout or something. You know, get those uh, get those licorice kind of flavors. I'm, I'm weird, though. I, I fucking like Jäger. I... Growing up, I I never shied away from those, oh god, this is going to kill you kind of flavors. Tequila never bothered me. Jaeger never bothered me. Um, fuck. What, it was a... Uh, I, know, I know they still make it. It's like a hot cinnamon schnapps kind of thing. Um, it was... It, was, it wasn't Aftershock, was it? Um... I thought Aftershock was something else. So I'm having... Uh, I have a friend that fell out of the top bunk of a bed because of Aftershock. Um, oh, fuck you, Google. Jeez. Every every other kind of Aftershock except the one I want. I want... Let's see. Other uses. No, no... Ah, liqueur. There we go. I'm trying to remember in here. Uh, thick syrupy consistency. Ew. There's a regular myth that the drink crystallizes in your stomach until the next morning. The crystals were then said to liquidate during the morning, releasing a second wave of alcohol into the bloodstream. This myth originally developed in the UK. Ah, oh, good job, UK. Um, let's see. Aftershock, four varieties, one limited edition. Okay, yeah, hot cinnamon aftershock. There's cool citrus, spice berry, platinum, fizzy orange. So, I... I guess the the hot sentiment is the only one I know, but yeah. Um, fuck, I was going somewhere with this, wasn't I? I completely was. Oh, okay. <laughs> the taste of just that weird kind of shit. It, those those nasty you know, or supposedly nasty tasting boozes have never never really bothered. Well, now ugh, now they bother me a little bit more. Back then. I, I've told the story. I, you know, I could drink a fucking fifth. Well, maybe not a fifth, but a pint of absolute, like it was water. Now, well, now I chug absinthe on the air and practically fall over, and don't remember the rest of the show, and will eventually use it for a best of at some point, uh, if I can remember which show it was. Uh, but it, it, like thinking, thinking back to some of those things, like. You know, the gag shots that you'll get at the bar, like a cement mixer, was it Bailey's and lime juice? I like the combination of the flavors, and if you don't let it sit in your mouth too long, you don't get that curdling effect. But yeah, Je- Jägermeister never, never bought. I, I, I enjoy uh, Jäger bombs, and you know a lot of people hate Red Bull too. So I guess I'm kind of two for two on those flavors. Uh, let's see where I was going. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember now. When I was at the uh, store shopping for Mitch's beer, mm. near the back, they already had all the fall seasonals out and stocked. 
I was so very tempted to pick some up. I think uh, Saranac had their pumpkin pumpkin ale in kind of like a mini growler. Uh, Sam Adams had their fall beer sampler out, and they had the Harvest Pumpkin Ale in six packs. I was so tempted, but uh, I love my pumpkin beers. I'm not ready for pumpkin beers yet. I can wait until September 1st for them. It's only what a week and a half. You know that that's not that's not that bad a wait. I can do that. Uh, but another one that's in that. God damn it. One of these days, my verbal crutch will be gone. One of these days, I swear. It's probably better when I'm drunk, right, guys? But uh, one of the new... Well, I think it's a new new brew that's in the fall beer sampler. Ruby Mild. Ooh, excuse me. I read it's supposed to be a more sessionable version of their Irish Red. I like their Irish Red, too. And like I said, I, I want to get it. I'm not buying seasonals like that before their season. I can wait a week, week and a half, maybe. I mean, ugh. fuck it. Knowing me, I'll probably buy it this weekend, and then I'll be talking about it on the show next week, <sighs> which will probably get me a good ten minutes of ranting. And speaking of fall seasonals, I'm curious if any of you guys have seen or found or you know any variety of that. Pumpkin ciders. I know that last year Woodchuck did a seasonal pumpkin cider. I was always looking around for it. I think it was supposed to be, uh, you know, how Woodchuck's labels are dependent on their flavor, like the the green label. You got the the pink label for that one limited edition. You have the more red label stuff like that. There was another orange label out there that every time I fucking saw it, I thought it was their pumpkin. I thought I had finally found it. Never saw it. Seasonal pumpkin cider, orange label, orange ring around the neck of the bottle. Never fucking found it. And I'd really, really, really like to try it, but I have yet to see even one. Annoying as fuck, because I... I know I get woodchuck out here. I got every other damn woodchuck flavor, apparently, except for that one. Don't know why. And I go to a lot of different liquor stores out here. But the reason that came to mind, I know there's uh, another company, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was. It's not Angry Orchard or anybody like that. But um, they, um, they're they doing a pumpkin cider. But it, again, wasn't a familiar brand, so I'm probably not going to see it out here. I see, uh, let's see, JJ Stoner in the chat says, his family used to make homemade boilo every year. See, now, now I gotta, now I, 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 I could try and act smart and say, oh, I know what that is, but, uh, I have no idea what boilo so is, so I'm gonna look that up. A traditional Yuletide or holiday drink in the coal region of northeastern and east central Pennsylvania. Well, shit, I should know that then. God damn it. Uh, the traditional Lithuanian name is Krupnikas. Uh, characteristically has a standard recipe including oranges, lemons, nutmegs, cloves, caraway seed, honey, ginger ale, and anise seed. The traditional base ingredient is moonshine. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but most recipes have replaced home-brewed moonshine with blended whiskey, the most common being Four Queens, 100-proof blended whiskey. Other recipes can be made more specific, including honeyberry, tomata, blueberry, and apple pie. 
Some believe it to have curing properties for the onset of fall winter related ailments such as a cold or influenza. Hey, I'll try that. Uh, many taste test contests held annually in the coal region of Pennsylvania where home brewers compete over whose recipe is most authentic and whose is the most easy drinking. The annual Pfeffenberger contest is among the most sought after and intense of such contests. Dozens of family recipes are under heavy scrutiny and a series of crucial voting parameters and rounds of taste testing decide the outright winner. Only one rule applies. No roader can win again. I'm guessing that is a family or something. Yep. Um, oh, that actually, that sounds really good, and that sounds like a fucking fantastic winter drink. Um, as of December... Tw- okay, that's weird. As of December 2012, an instant version, I'm guessing like a powdered or something version of the drink, is available commercially. However, the drink is a much sweeter version, so try using more whiskey. That that is interesting. I'm you know what I'm bookmarking that for later because that sounds like something I'd like to just try and try and try and make. Um I'm wondering if Well, yeah, you know, I I'd I'd probably fucking use moonshine for it. What the hell? I'm not gonna use blended whiskey, I'll use moonshine. I admit that I have never had moonshine before. And that's probably bad to admit for a guy doing a booze show. But I've just never had occasion to get it. I've never been sure, you know, which kind. To get. I, I, in the store, I see that that one brand that has it in the jar, and it has the fruit in there with it, like the cherry one, stuff like that. Um, and JJ Stoner says, "Fuck the instance." If you're a home brewer, it's definitely not that hard to make. And it sounds like it'd be one of those kind of things that would just smell really good when it's being made too. Just all the 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 different uh, seasonings and herbs and everything going in there. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I can't believe I've never had moonshine before. I'm, I'm trying to think of the brand that I've seen. I mean, I know it's kind of vague, just, you know, being in a jar. Uh, moonshine brands. Let me give a quick search here. Uh, is it Old Smoky? Let me see here. Yes, I am 21 years or older. Let's see, New Jersey. I think it might be Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine. Uh, I could be wrong, though. I'm not sure. Um, ah, throw some cinnamon sticks in. It, it, it almost sounds like the kind of thing. Like my, my wife has a tendency to just like boil slices of lemon and rosemary in the kitchen just to make the house smell better. It. It feels like it would have that kind of effect, but it'd be more that autumny, Christmassy kind of effect. Um, let's see, I'm almost positive the one I've seen. I just got to see a, a fucking image of the actual stuff. Yeah, I think I think that's it. You know what? Let me grab this image. I'll post it in the chat. This is the one I always see because of the goddamn cherries. Uh. And if you're not in the chat, but you are listening live, morelikeradio.com slash live. And damn it. And of course, I know the image isn't going to work, so I'm just going to post a link in the chat. Um, fucking, uh, fucking Yahoo images and all that stupid bullshit. Let me try this one. This is probably better. Oh, yeah, that's a, I see a clear one. And uh, moonshine cherries, blackberry moonshine, and white lightning. Okay. I want to say this 
brand has an Apple one too. Not 100% sure. But maybe, maybe, maybe next time I'm at the liquor store, I will pick up, well, pick up a jar of it. Now, question for you guys in the chat. This kind of stuff, you drink it in shots, I'm assuming. You're not like sipping this, you know, over ice or anything like that. That is what I'm gathering. Um, but I want to make sure I'm doing this right. And let me look and see if they do have an Apple one. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, oh, yep, Apple Pie Moonshine. Okay. So, I think I'll be picking that up this weekend. Um, oh, okay, so, White-Ass Brent in the chat saying, isn't that moonshine watered down to 80 proof? Oh, and JJ Stoner saying, open jar, drink done. Okay, I can do that. Um, but okay, what what is the what is the proof of moonshine supposed to be? I mean, I know it's supposed to be ridiculously high, but obviously there's, you know, eh, stupid stupid alcohol standards. Um, go to Wikipedia on this one because Wikipedia knows everything. Um, alcoholic strength, ba 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 ba. Lead burns red, makes you dead. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll at least buy some of that this weekend and see what happens. What did I say, Old Smoky? Moonshine. Uh, yeah, I know, I'm rambling on this. I'm trying to see the different flavors they got here on the site, but... Ooh, they got recipes here, too. Cherry pop, equal parts, juice from Old Smoky Moonshine cherries, and cola. I can do that. Corn and cola... Uh, moonshine and cola, front porch peach tea, smoky mountain apple, moonshine margarita, full moon. Um, yeah, okay, um, okay, hundred hundred proof for moonshine. So, and you know, I'm guessing you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the old smoky is, or I'm sorry, not old smoky, old smoky. I got to pronounce it properly. Old smoky moonshine is watered down to eighty. It's entirely possible. Let me see if I can get a good uh, high-res image here. Oh, come on, Google. God damn it. Don't tell me the image is 3648 by 2736 and have it not be. Okay. Uh, the white lightning, I'm seeing 100 proof on that. So, And usually, honestly, once, once you get above 100 proof, you're... You're, you're you're starting to get into that point where you're not even going for any kind of taste. Like White Ass Brent said in the chat, Everclear is like 180 proof and tastes like shit. Um, it, it, Bacardi 151. The only reason I have that is to get fucked up. Or if I'm making Flaming Dr. Peppers to put it on top of the shot to light it. But beyond that, I mean, I, honestly, I think once you get past 100 proof, you're... you're eh. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. I, I I did see that on Wikipedia, JJ. He says if you shake uh, you shake the jar, the fewer bubbles you see, the harder it is. So, lesson for you with your moonshine. So, I think next you know what next Tuesday next Tuesday I will be drinking moonshine. That that will be that will be uh, known as the moonshine show, and maybe maybe I'll do some research on the history of moonshine and give give everybody a moonshine lesson. That is a damn good idea. It, it's been a long, long while since I've really, really had a theme show. 
I mean, back when I was starting, I was doing, you know, Belgian beer, did the infamous vodka show, which I need to add to my uh, best of vault because I know that one's going to be sought after. Um, but yeah, next week I'm doing a moonshine show. That will be fucking fantastic. And uh, let me see where the hell I was at before I <laughs> before I went on a complete tangent, which, you know what, that's, that's why I love the chat because you guys... I think you keep me somewhat interesting for the most part, so I'm not just reading news stories right and left. So, a couple more little little tidbits before I get into like the articles and lists and everything proper. Uh, last week I'd mentioned how Miller Coors was running the risk of uh, striking in Milwaukee. They averted the strike, so yay, I guess, for the uh, workers... They got improvements in wages, life insurance, uh, benefits, stuff like that. Me, I'm, I'm fucking soured on unions for my own situation because my union is completely worthless. And I was actually a shop steward for maybe about six months and really saw how worthless it is. So good for them, but fuck unions. Let's see. Oh, yeah, next Tuesday, Kevin pulls a P-Rock and drinks to the point of having the password changed because he's snoring into the mic passed out. Then it's entirely possible. Although, given given how I was with that with that vodka show, I I even managed to save my show properly and label it properly and put up the highlights properly. So I I don't remember doing a thing of it, but I apparently did it right. So mm, cross my fingers for next week. And for those those of you that don't know who P Rock is, shame on you. He's on the red. On Wednesday nights after Hippo Juice, along with Footer K. So go listen to them tomorrow night. And in fact, uh, P Rock also did a little guest hosting spot on Lust and Love last night, so you can download that. That is up for download now at morelikeradio.com slash downloads and morelikeradio.org. <sighs> and the last little, little tidbit. Oh my god, Mitch is in the chat. I was wondering where he was. He seems to be here every week. And Sherry's in the chat, too. Okay, I have a caller. Hold on a second. Let me make sure I unmute Skype. And hello, caller. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Cornex. You know, you could label a show properly while completely shit-faced drunk and laughing more couldn't do it at all. (laughs) And it's perfectly okay for us to say that now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck you, sprinkler boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm I'm still amazed like it, any any one of my shows where I just get completely shit-faced and the morning after I go onto my computer and I look I'm like wait did I did I even upload it like and everything seems to be fine everything no typos or anything in the description and I don't know how the fuck I manage it and how the fuck they managed to fuck it up every week it seemed um because they have no talent or skill or anything? Yeah, I'd say that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll say this. You get shit-faced drunk and can't remember anything, but it's hilarious. Okay, as, lo- as long as I'm entertaining. Which is why I'll be doing the moonshine next week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Vodka, that, that should be interesting. I'm actually surprised moonshine. you haven't had moonshine. I'm... 
I'm actually surprised too. It just seems like it'd be one of those things that I would come across at some point in time, but I, I never did. I mean, I had every, every shitty kind of random alcohol that you can think of, like every flavor of pucker at some point in time. Um, let, let me phrase it like this. My dad drinks nothing but Budweiser <laughs> and, and Coors and, and Bud Light and stuff like that. And yet he could get moonshine. Huh. So see, now, now, I, now I feel shame. So I'll, Yeah, you should. I'm, 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 I'm going to remedy that next week. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get the uh, apple pie moonshine, either that or the cherry one, depending on what they have there. And uh, well, then I'll well, you shouldn't be too ashamed. I mean... My uh, my first sip of beer was a Yingling, but my first full can was a PBR. Ooh, you fucking hipster, you! No, 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 no! no. <laughs> I said, "Don't you have anything better?" And they looked at me like I grew a second head. <laughs> this was we were at we were at Zach Brown Band uh, concert uh, near the original location in Woodstock in Bethel Woods, and we're tailgating, and I. Everyone's going up to shotgun, and they hand me a PBR. I'm just like, you know, this is my first full beer. I'm just like, do you have anything better? Oh. Now, and uh, then I shotgunned faster than all of my cousins who have been drinking since they were like, what, 18? Impressive. <laughs> now, th- to be honest, how how was it? Because I know you're you're not you're not a huge drinker, so uh, um, it wasn't like. Bad. I'm not one of those people who suddenly get to a look on my face like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it, it tasted like beer, but it wasn't anything special. It, it, here's how I can describe it. It was like water with like a weird bitter aftertaste, but it, it wasn't like, you know what the what beer smells like? Yes. Mm, yeah. The flavor was more of like what beer smells like, but watered down. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that's that's how I come like uh, stuff like Miller Lite and stuff like that comes across to me now, where I recognize that it's beer, but taste wise, I know it's not. It's just not there. At least it wasn't like the fucking cognac I had. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, I, I went straight for it. That was my second drink ever. Uh, it was this Heinz Family Reserve, and it smelled like turpentine, and it tasted like that smell. And then my mouth went completely numb. Ooh. See, that that's exactly how I thought tequila was going to be the first time I had it. And mm, n- none of that sensation. <laughs> yeah, and then it, then I was stupid because I kind of forgot that whole, you know, don't take a prescription if you drink. Oh, yeah. And then uh, about as I'm going to bed, I take a Prozac. Oh, God. Uh-huh. And ironically, that was the night that P-Rock got fucked up on Xanax and a fifth of Jack. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, that's exactly why I do not drink and take Xanax at the same time anymore. Because it... Well, initially, it, it'll probably really, really, really fuck me up for about half an hour. And then I'll just fall asleep. <laughs> and not wake up for about 12 hours. Oh, I... I, I yeah, I woke up <laughs> with a... Uh, well, no, because I, I didn't sleep all night, actually. Um, but, you know, a few hours later, I had a raging headache. Oh, you you didn't, like, end up with the spins or anything, did you? No, no, but what happened was I was fine, but it was because I didn't sleep, I was there for the onset of the hangover. Oh, shit. 
So that means it just slowly started oh, and getting worse and that, getting. It's not like you wake up and your head is hurting and then you do whatever. Yeah. No, it was. I woke. I was there. I was awake, and then all of a sudden, it gets worse oh, and worse oh. and worse. That and that is that is the fucking worst. I mean, if if you wake up with a hangover, it's like okay, th- this will go away eventually. You know, you're just right in the middle of it. But as it starts progressing, oh. That's why. That's why oh, I. Well, that's why I normally should try and drink water when I'm drinking beer, but I'm not following my own advice tonight. Oh, I had plenty of water. It, uh, <laughs> it didn't did not help. help. <laughs> oh. <sighs> that actually reminds me. I have a. I have a. I have a news story today dealing with uh, a special hydrating beer. Ooh. Yeah, with uh, with electrolytes, because you know those are what uh, plants crave. Okay, so I get the idiocracy reference, but so it's essentially the beer version of Gatorade. Pretty much, yeah. It hydrates, it has electrolytes, and it's beer. Yeah. It's like if they made Four loco with Gatorade, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. And it, like it was, it was um, Australian scientists. They were just trying to figure out a way to kind of avoid the hangover. So if you're hydrating better with your beer, you don't get dehydrated and. It helps kind of stave off the hangover. So, mm. I'm beginning to think Australians are alcoholics. Uh, yeah, I I really do have that feeling because I think just about just about every Australian I've known seems to have some sort. Either they have a drinking problem or they have a desire to have a drinking problem. So, so we will find Matt homeless in a gutter. It'll be fun to watch, though. Especially if we give them five bucks to fight another homeless guy. <laughs> oh, God. And then we can film it. Oh, M- Mitch is making fun of you in the chat. I'm not surprised. Hi, Mitchie Poe. He, he was talking about your, um, with, when you mentioned your, your first, uh, first drink, and he said, and Cornax's first woman. Well, maybe when he gets one, we can share stories. Hurtful. <sighs> Hurtful. <laughs> when are you getting your laptop fixed? Or a new one? <laughs> Well, no, see, I would have gone by myself, but it was also someone else in my family was like, oh, yeah, you know, mine has to get fixed, too. We'll we'll go at the same time, or, you know, I'll take it myself. And that was a month ago. Oh, shit. And they've been been busy for work during the week, but during the weekends when it's like, okay, let's go. And it's like, yeah, later. Uh, And so you keep waiting for them, and, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. That sucks. Um, well, it's, it's not really a problem with the laptop itself. That's fine. Mm-hmm. What happens is Mac has shitty chargers. Ah. As also evidenced by, and this is for anyone in the WhatsApp, my iPhone charger that caught on fire. Oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> see, I've, I've, never, I've never had that problem with my phone charger catching on fire, my laptop charger catching on fire, my... my my uh, mp3 player exploding or anything like that so. I, I, I'm amazed. it's not even like it's not a knockoff it was an official apple charger yeah I could understand if it was you know some cheap third party thing it's like oh yeah okay I probably should have went with apple but apple shit shouldn't be doing that I needed a charge because I was I was way far away from home I was hours away I wasn't going to get a charge anywhere else I I was going to see if maybe I can pull the rubber away so that wouldn't burn, and I can just hold the wires in a certain way that I won't <laughs> electrocute myself. When I tried to do that, 
the rubber was melted onto the plastic connection. Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. There, there's burn marks. It's brown. I, I, I think you need to contact Apple about that. <laughs> Dougly. Let, let Logan Tittle know. She'll start a new story. Oh, I asked people what I could do, and they said, they said, oh, you could pay 10 bucks for it. I said, Apple should be paying me 10 bucks at least. Exactly, yeah. All right, I'm going to let you get Okay. Sorry. Well, All right, have a nice night. Thanks, you too, Cornex. Everybody's favorite virgin, Cornex. Good guy, good guy. Um, let me hit one of my little tidbits before I hit into break. And I kind of teased that story with the Australian scientist discovering the secret to hydrating beer. This was one. Actually, this was a this was a newsy story that I picked up. Speaking of newsy, uh, let's see here. Scientists create liquor from used coffee grounds. This could be very useful for me. Portuguese and Spanish researchers have found a way to add a little happy hour to your mug of morning Joe. And that guy had a uh, pink Tinkerbell mug, just for anybody that was curious. I don't know what that was about. Just think, what better way to get your day buzzing than with a fresh cup of booze? I mean, coffee. Well, booze coffee. According to Science Magazine, researchers turned heroic baristas answered a call from the liquor industry to make a new creative beverage from unique raw materials. The byproduct, a liquor created from used coffee grounds. The scientists started by drying out raw coffee roasting material. They heated the powder in water at 163 degrees Celsius. Scientists then separated the liquid, added sugar and yeast cells, then let the concoction ferment into booze brew. This distilling process isn't much different from how vodka or tequila are made. The researchers achieved their goal of making an 80-proof liquor that imitates actual coffee, and the Inquisitor reports taste testers gave it mm, decent reviews. The quality was good enough for consumption. Guess that's a compliment? Gizmodo points out this new drink mixture is unlike other coffee and alcohol combinations because it uses real grounds instead of a marriage of flavors. Besides the lukewarm taste reviews, there's one more slight downer about the new brew. Most of the caffeine is lost in the brewing process. Oh. The complete how-to will be published in the September issue of LWT, Food, Science, and Technology. For Newsy, I'm Christian Bryant. Yeah, if it loses the caffeine, I'm kind of lost on it then. Um, but I like my coffee and booze, so that seems to be a good combination for me. Uh, and I actually, I just uh, opened my bottle of Theobroma, the Dogfish Head, big bottle of beer. And when I checked in on Untapped, apparently I've had this before, and apparently I liked it. So, good for me. did a good choice here, although, god damn, that's foamy. It's a big, foamy, creamy head. And no, I'm not isolating that Cornex. God damn it. Ugh. Let's see if I still like this. Yep, still good. Okay. Dogfish head, like, it, it, it's very strange with dogfish head. I, it, a lot of their more popular beers are their pale ales. You know, 120-minute IPA, 90-minute IPA, 60-minute IPA, all that stuff. And I am... Just, you know, not an IPA person, but there are other beers that I've had. The uh, Indian Brown Ale, uh, the Raison d'Etre, um, Tweezen Ale even, if you're you know into the gluten-free, have all been fucking great. Makes me wish I liked IPAs because I would assume theirs are fantastic. 
Um, <laughs> Cornac says, I guess it's good if you want coffee-flavored booze, but not for the caffeine. And well, I, I figure if I, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think if there are any beers that have been like caffeine-fortified. Because obviously, you know, your Four loco was like that marriage of an energy drink and a malt beverage, so you were getting like that caffeine kick off that. But thinking with beers, I don't know if there have been any that I've had that have been specifically fortified by caffeine. I mean, even, you know, your coffee stouts, yeah, they're, you know, they're brewing with coffee beans and stuff, but I would assume the the caffeine effect is negligible in those. Um, let me see. Uh, a few more minutes before I can hit break, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Eh, fuck it. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tease my, my stuff for, uh, for the rest of the show, and hopefully I'll have enough to fill up the show. Because after the show, I get to have some homemade apple pie. Yeah, no, no Baconator for me tonight, because my wife decided to make an apple pie, even though she was technically supposed to make it on Saturday, but I don't care, because I have pie, and I'm going to eat probably half the pie. God damn it. Uh, coming up after the break... Oh, and really quick, uh, Roy Black on Crack said there are beer mixed drinks with gua- uh, guarana. So that, I would say that would probably be the equivalent. Um, and I, I'm almost positive I've had at least one beer that has guarana in it. I know I used to drink a, uh, it's like a, it was an Arizona uh, iced tea that was like their big guarana. Why can't I fucking say that word? I can't say that word sober. Um, it was like a blue glass bottle. I don't even think they make it anymore. But anyway, <sighs> um, after the break, uh, let's see here. Where the fuck did all my stuff go? Uh, okay, after the break, uh, Dogfish Head Brewing. Uh, apparently, they are going to have a sitcom uh, based on well, based on the origins of the brewery. Uh, Fox bought the rights to a sitcom based on Dogfish Head. And speaking of Dogfish Head, there's a little something different that they're brewing. Only going to be available, I believe, at their brewery. Or actually, I'm sorry, at um, the Great American Beer Fest. But still sounds kind of interesting. And like I mentioned before, Australian scientists discovered the secret to hydrating beer. And then kind of staying on that whole water and hydration thing, there is a... Just add water beer set for launch. Uh, hey, Punchy in the chat. And Punchy, I don't know if you listened last week, but uh, Trooper should be out now. I haven't been in stores enough to see if I've found it, but Trooper should be out. It they they were saying they were saying by the end of this month, as far as I recall. So look for it, dude. Um, and of course, new beer releases and reveals. Um, there's one that deals with an urban dictionary entry which is fucking disgusting so uh well the beer is not disgusting the urban dictionary well actually no the urban dictionary entry isn't disgusting not for me might be disgusting for a chick but not for me fuck it so with that i'll hit break and be back very shortly alcohol by volume on more like radio.com and that kevin he's a son of a bitch more like radio 
Uh, now, now I'm realizing that this is all going to be on fucking podcast. Oh, boy. I told yeah, you. We were trying. I was trying to warn you the whole time. Dude, I don't care. I'm voluntarily Skyping into you. Use us to make a promo. I don't care. No, mm-hmm. like I said, my fiance doesn't listen. Dutch got drunk one night. Well, he gets drunk every night. But he got drunk one night, and I used it as a promo. Why not? Use this into a promo. I, I give everyone permission to turn this audio into a promo. I don't care. He also used Drunk Me for a promo, too. You remember? So, I, I, yeah. Punch AJ, it. you play it every week. I do. Folks at home, Radio Gold like this happens every Sunday and Thursday at midnight on 360 on 420, only on morelikeradio.com. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio, Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DEAL48 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DEAL48 at adamandeve.com. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. The credibility that they are using as a bouncer at a Colombian strip club. Credibility. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's hilarious! Let's say it three more times. (laughs) 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 Oh god, save you! Gotta save my soul! Wow, but down, bow down, wow, diddy, wow, wow. Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. Hey, man, when you need to look your finest, what do you do? Well, I grab my favorite t-shirt, of course. You know, I just knew you were going to say that, and I was going to ask, have you ever checked out T-Fury? I think so. That's the website with the new t-shirt every day, right? That's the one. At tfury.com, there's a brand new t-shirt design every day, and each one lasts for only 24 hours, then it's gone forever. So it's tea today, gone tomorrow? Exactly. That's a lot of t-shirts. 
Where do they all come from? Well, each design is submitted by a freelance artist, so no two are exactly alike. And the best part? All these tees feature nothing but nerd references. Whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, cartoons, comics, or culture, they're all awesome. And get this, each tee is just 11 bucks. Dude, it looks like I need to update my wardrobe. What's that website again? Just use tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. That's tinyurl.com slash MLRTEES. Each limited edition tee lasts for only 24 hours, so get over there before time runs out. Check out today's T-Fury design right now at tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. Hey everyone, it's Sean from the Hippo Juice Show. When I'm looking for all the latest gossip pre-teen boys talk about, I listen to Mark Out Radio Sundays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on morelikeradio.com. Now here's your Mark Out Radio moment of the week. Listen, the match is already boring. When a match is boring, it's the announcer's job to assign it excitement. That's what you're there to do. If you don't believe me, go ask Joey Styles. Go ask Tony Schiavone. Go ask JR. If the match sucks, it is your job as the announcer to help put it over. Yes, the fans in the audience will not be privy to that. But the 4.8 million viewers at home are! Jesus Christ! Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, you need to be replaced. You're too comfortable and you suck at your jobs. Granted, you don't suck as much as the NXT announcers from this week, but you suck at your jobs. Mark Out Radio with Big T and Dark Fox. Hi, I'm Kenny from Lust and Love, where we like to talk about everyday topics. Everyone was getting shit-faced and they were stroking my dickhead. <laughs> my fucking vagina is swollen, okay? I think my favorite place is the anus. Of course I'd pop that pussy. <laughs> she said she had her ass cheeks spread out. And uh, she was, uh, you know, putting the wax on it. And as soon as she went to go pull the wax off, she went... Listen to us live Mondays from 10 to midnight on morelikeradio.com. Punto com. See, do you think you could say uh, this line here? This, really? this line here. OSW Review, an old-school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap you and kill you. Just uh, just em- emphasize won't, so it okay. makes it sound like a competition will kill you. <laughs> OSW Review, an old-school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap and kill you. And you're listening to More Like Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Morelikeradio.com Because mean people need to laugh too. Sit. Good. Just making sure. Dude, he's totally doing what he's supposed to. Well, he's got to know who's in charge. Dude, come on. He's going to eat somebody's baby and you're going to no, be... In, dude, oh, chill. You're going to get sued. He's totally doing what he's supposed to. Whatever, I wanted a cat. Fuck. See? Way better than a cat, man. Whatever. It's this fucking asshole. You pair of sausage noodles. How do you sleep at night? Yeah. I'm from Peter. This is animal cruelty, you fuckers. Hello. Hey, give that back, you liberal freak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fucking shame on you two. That's $250. A pair of cunts. Press the well, fucking take it back. Button. Hit him. Listen. Huh? <laughs> 
Disgusting. Oh, I think Mama would be so proud. Sorry about that. Give me that thing. No. You don't press a fucking button, you're going in the pond. I'm pressing Press it. Come on, what's the Fucking wake up. Make you press the button, you... Give him the fucking... What are you fucking useless? Jason Statham movies. I don't care what Dennis says. Dennis always cracks on me for for uh, enjoying Jason Statham movies. But you know, you know what I bet Dennis would really enjoy on uh, on both Twitter and on Facebook. I, I bet he would love having people sending him a bunch of different Jason Statham clips from all the different movies he's done. I'm sure Dennis would love that. Ah. Uh, Crank 2 was fucking awesome. It didn't take itself seriously. It was a great fucking movie. And I I can't remember. I think they're supposed to be doing a third Crank movie. At least I hope they are. Because the first two were fucking great. Damn it, now I want to do a marathon of movies. I just got too much shit to do still. Um, I know last week I was rambling about how my uh, laptop was getting all fucked. And uh wasn't able to do my video work because of it. I think I finally got it going today uh and well actually I, I was able to i was able to work on some mlr video so in case marie is listening i have been working on that video that you asked me to work on about halfway through that but uh th- this falls into the the stuff portion of alcohol by volume basically what happened was my main hard drive in my laptop decided to eat shit a uh, solid state drive that was only well let's see i bought i bought the laptop back in december i believe so the the drive was about 8 months old and it completely shit the bed and windows went with it thankfully i had all my production work on my second solid state drive so bought a new drive 400 bucks and that's what i get for wanting or needing a Fucking 512 meg solid, or 512 meg, 512 gig solid state drive. But, so I, uh, I downloaded a Windows 8, uh, image. And yes, I, I actually enjoy Windows 8. I think performance wise, it's actually pretty good. So fuck you. Uh, I think it's better than Mac. So, uh, fuck you too, Hammy. Haha. Um, yeah, can you tell I've been drinking now? But, I downloaded a image off Pirate Bay because Microsoft has gotten really draconian about allowing you know, downloading images from their site now. Uh, the computer didn't come with a Windows 8 disk, all this stupid bullshit. Anyway, the image I got was apparently buggy as fuck, and it took me three installations to figure it out. On the fourth, fourth installation, I managed to find one directly from Microsoft, and everything seemed to be going smoothly. 
and then yesterday I was rendering some video, and then all of a sudden my uh, second solid-state drive, right in the middle of the render, decided to disappear from my computer. So I rebooted, and it was back. And I used to have this problem whenever my computer would go into sleep mode, the drive would disappear. I'm like, okay, maybe it's related to that. And try the render again. Halfway through, pff, drive's gone. What the fuck? End of the workday, just open up my laptop, take out the drive, put it back in, screw it back in nice and tight. And today, tried to do the render, and thankfully, everything worked. It didn't disappear the entire day. I was at work for nine hours. Nothing bad happened. I was able to work on a video for the wonderful Wednesday night Hippo Juice show from their last show, um, their interview with Ethan Nicole. If you have not checked out that interview, do so. You can download it at morelikeradio.org. But I will be putting together a video from the interview that will be up on the More Like Radio YouTube channel, uh, hopefully by tomorrow. I'm assuming by tomorrow. You can check that out uh, youtube.com slash morelikeradio. So check that out there. A lot of the videos that go up there, I am responsible for them because I started off as a video producer and then started to slack off once I got my own show, as Dutch always seems to mention. So, back to the actual booze talk here. Um, Jesus Christ, where the fuck was I? Uh, see, this, this is where organization kind of helps. Um, okay. Fox buys the right to a, rights to a sitcom based on dogfish head brewing. Initially, I thought, what the fuck? This sounds like a horrible idea until I realized who's attached to it. Now, first of all, it's based on the real-life dogfish founders, Sam and Mariah, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this badly, Calagione, and their two children, Sammy, age 13, and Greer, what kind of name is Greer, age 11. Uh, it would star and it, it uh, let me start over again fox has bought the rights but that doesn't necessarily mean it is going to air on fox you know you know how tv works with that but if this does go off it would star its co-creator actor ken marino now most of you probably know him from the state i at the time the state was on tv i actually didn't even have cable so i didn't have mtv so I didn't really get into the state until, you know, honestly, maybe a few years ago. But Ken Marino, I really know him from Party Down. Awesome show. If you've never seen Party Down, check it out. I think I have an affinity for that show because it is that kind of behind the scenes uh, of you know various events, parties, stuff like that. Yeah, I was not... One, you know, that was, you know, running the bar or serving the food and stuff. But I was, you know, videographer at these kind of events. So I had that kind of camaraderie with with the with the characters in that show. But a uh, little tangent there. Um, but it would it would be starring uh, Ken Marino, who is actually a longtime friend of Sam Calagione. He actually helped him paint the brewery's flagship Rehoboth Beach Brew Pub before it first opened. It's in the early stages of stages of development. It was only pitched to Sony TV three months ago, and it is more or less kind of based off of Sam uh, Calgione's uh, 2011 book, Brewing Up a Business. 
detailed how Dogfish had went from a small business to one of the most successful craft breweries in the country. So they're they're pulling material from that. Calgion's also on board as a story and technical consultant. He's trading emails with Marino about possible plot lines, kind of you know ripped from real life, you know real stories that they dealt with, stuff like that. Obviously, you know, uh, probably enhanced for comedic effect. But with with Ken Marino being involved, I could see something like this working. And Ken Marino, he was actually roommates with Calgion at New York uh, New York University. Uh, NYU, I guess. And um, the cast members of the state would actually practice their sketch comedy in their apartment. So it, it's not some kind of forced connection with this and, you know, forced, you know, you know, ooh, you know, Ken Marino, you know, you know, he, he's funny. Let's put him in this. There's, there's actually a personal connection with it. So I think that's actually kind of cool. I, I would watch it if it comes on. Uh, there lately there seems to be a glut of craft brew productions that have been you know jumping in. Uh, was it uh, Brew Dogs? That one that's based off of what is it? Uh, fuck. I'm I'm I'm. Wait, is it uh, Brew Dog Brewing? Wow, I'm. Oh, I suck. Yeah, it, Brew Dogs, which is based off Brew Dog Brewing Company out of the UK. Um, obviously, Chris Bradley's show. I want to say there was another one out there that was in pre-production. I can't remember what the fuck it was, though. Um, but mm, if Fox is buying the rights to... Ken Marino is... I wouldn't say he's a huge name, but he's got enough of a cult following that I think something like that could pick up. I mean... Honestly, I'm I'm surprised Fox bought into that. I could see more like, um, well, okay, Party Down was on Stars. I don't even know if Stars is still around, but I could see um, you know a network like that picking up on it, or even uh, a network like FX. FX would be honestly perfect for that because you know FX lets a little bit more go. Um, Holy shit. And, and of course, I'm drinking a Dogfish Head beer right now. And I forgot about, like, that subtle, subtle flavor of the ancho chilies in this beer. Oh, if, you, if you like spice, if you like spice, try a fucking chili beer. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, Rogue's Chipotle Ale is a good entry point, easy to find for that one. And um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, well, it shouldn't burn too badly if it hits the back of your throat too hard it might not be for you had one like that in michigan where it, it was good to try but it's not something i want to try again just because it that 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 pepper feeling hits the back of your throat too hard mm. but ah, damn dogfish had did good with this one i can't believe i didn't remember having this before again theoroma t-h-e-o-b-r-o-m-a and only available in the large was it uh, 750 milliliter bottles, I think? Uh, and then I had a second dogfish head story with them doing a little bit of something different. This combination, most people that aren't into craft beer would think this is a disgusting sounding kind of thing. There's a video that goes along with this, um, and it's um, it, it's Sam uh, Calagione 
and he uh, he starts to ramble a little bit in the middle, and I'll try and skip past that. But let me cue this up because I think he'll he'll explain this a little bit better than I will. There we go. Come on. Hello, I'm Sam from Dogfish. Sorry about the noise, but we're outside today uh, of our Rehoboth Beach Brew Pub. Another very off-center, adventurous brew going on. This one's one of my favorite annual ones that we do. It's called Chalk Lobster. And first of all, in this video, I don't know if he's always this kind of... He, he has that like Matthew McConaughey like surfer dude kind of feel. So either... He's stoned or drunk or just really, really mellow. So, yeah. But the beer he's talking about here, it's called Chalk Lobster. So, let me continue. Uh, about 12 or 14 years ago, we brewed our first oyster stout at Dogfish Head for a film festival on Nantucket or uh, Martha's Vineyard that never happened because of a storm. So, we had to kind of drink ourselves 85 kegs of oyster stout. And that kind of made me uh, sick of oyster stout. So when we decided to do a new kind of generation crustacean beer, we turned to our old pal from our homelands in Maine, the lobster. Uh, as many of you know, Dogfish Head, our brewery, sounds like a goofy name, but much like Hilton Head, Dogfish Head's actually a place where I grew up in, uh, off of Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. And right across from Dogfish Head, which was named to remind lobstermen not to put their traps out by this point of land because there were so many dogfish. And uh, I'll stop for a second here. I actually did not know that about Dogfish Head. I just thought that I honestly thought it was kind of a made up name. So mm, I learned a little something here. I.e. sand sharks that got into their traps that they had a really bad yield. But out further into that river, there's really good lobster fishing. On the other side of that river from, from Dogfish Head, looking at Dogfish Head, is the town of Georgetown. Beautiful little harbor. Georgetown, Maine is home to five islands. And Five Islands has the best uh, lobster rolls in the world. Five Island lobsters. So at any rate, this is a very uh, um, home-inspired beer for us. Uh, I was just in Tanzania with my family two weeks ago, and we always talk about how fearless a lot of ancient and primitive cultures are with their brewing. And I got to go hunting with a bunch of local tribesmen in, in Tanzania, and they ferment with... Uh, uh, sausage fruit, these fruit that grow in trees there. They ferment with the tree fruit of the baobab tree, which is made uh, kind of internationally famous through the book uh, The Little Prince. Uh, but they're also really famous down there uh, for their cocoa. And so we work with our pals at Askinosi Chocolate to get these uh, Tanzanian uh, cocoa nibs. So This is the point where he's kind of rambling a little bit. It, it took me a second to really realize it, but he's, he's describing what's going into the beer here. So there's only eh, about eh, 40 seconds left, so I will continue. The base beer for Chalk Lobster is kind of like a porter. Uh, it's rich in cocoa notes from the cocoa nibs. We use uh, local basil because basil and chocolate go so well together. Some of this basil was uh, picked from right here in our... our okay, that... I got to stop here because that, that's one of those words that nobody seems to pronounce the same. I say basil. He says basil. My ex's mother always said basil. So which is it? Is it a regional thing? I don't know. Yard at our Rehoboth Beach Brewery. But the centerpiece of this recipe 
is definitely the main lobsters uh, from Five Island Lobsters. Uh, so come to uh, Rehoboth, try Chalk Lobster, uh, or if you're going to be at the GABF, come by our booth and try a little Chalk Lobster there. Keep drinking the good stuff, you wicked bastards, you. Cheers. So yeah, that Chalk Lobster is going to be available this month, I believe, at the Dogfish Head Brew Pub and at the Great American Brew Fest. So it is a you know chocolate porter with hint of lobster kind of thing. Now, if I liked lobster, I'd try it if I were able to get to their brew pub. I know it's probably sacrilege in terms of food, but I, I've, I, I've tried lobster and it didn't do it for me. Now, keep in mind, this was maybe about... Ugh... Probably a good 12 years ago, the last time I tried lobster. So, who knows? I mean, it, back then I was... Well, shit, back then I didn't even think I was drinking beer. Let's see, how old am I? 12 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I was still drinking, you know, Bud Lights or Woodchuck cider and stuff like that. So, I believe my taste have changed. So, eh, maybe I'd like it. But... That that actually made me curious how something like crab would work with beer, as I rather like crab. I, I enjoy a, a good crab cake, for instance. There's a there's a restaurant out here that does fantastic crab cakes, and god damn it, now I'm craving a fucking crab cake. What the fuck? Um. Ah, uh, damn. Ugh, now I'm hungry. <sighs> Shit. Always happens with this damn show. But you know, and, and the thought of this, you know, with with shellfish and beer, it's probably making all of you sick. I know. But oyster stouts, they work. They have their place in the whole beer spectrum. So different shellfish, it's it, it's not so weird. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, you know, for instance, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how uh, how how clam would work. Now, to be fair, the only clam I could say I've enjoyed, had, uh, been exposed to, has been your regular old clam chowder, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of the canned variety. I prefer something that's a little bit more freshly made, because the canned variety gets all weird and rubbery. But one thing I have found a liking for lately, and I, I, th- I think this fits topically, because it fits into drunk food talk which that could encompass an entire show probably too the clam strips at White Castle yes yes fast food deep fried clam yeah you may be shaking your head at me yeah you may be throwing up somewhere you may be saying what the fuck is wrong with you why the hell would you eat fast food clam that is akin to eating fast food lobster shrimp uh crab that it's it's one step down from eating at red lobster well to that i say fuck you i think the clam strips are actually pretty tasty um i don't know i i got them one day when i was just very hungry driving home from a shoot and I ate them all on the way home, and they were fucking delicious. So, 
you know, another another qualified shellfish. Could it fit in with a different brew? Oyster stouts work. They're doing lobster. I don't think I've ever seen a crab one. I um, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a clam one. I don't think I've ever seen any beer dealing with shrimp. Shrimp is kind of weird because shrimp, I would say, does not have a huge taste all its own, so it may not work all that well. But honestly, I I would think oyster doesn't have a huge... Well, I've never had oyster, so I can't say. But from what I've read of oyster stouts and stuff, they really there's that salty kind of flavor to it, so I can understand that. Um... But yeah, shrimp, for the most part, doesn't seem to have a taste all its own. It, it, it takes on a lot of what it's seasoned with. Um, and then it becomes, you know, kind of a textural thing. But this isn't a food podcast. This is a uh, this is a beer show. I don't know why I'm talking about shrimp and different shellfish. What the fuck? Um, oh, back into the back into the chat here. <laughs> I, I was I was tabbed out. I don't know why. Uh, Mitch says lobster's good. Yes, but it can be very rich. So it's good like once or twice a year. Uh, he says, Sher- "Oh, oh, Sherry is making lobster mac and cheese. Okay, I enjoy a homemade mac and cheese. That sounds fan fucking tastic. I, I got, I gotta find, I gotta find some lobster now. I gotta find some lobster to eat. Now it's one of those things where I'm not gonna prepare it myself. I'm gonna go out and eat it because I'm a lazy motherfucker. And plus, I know my wife is not gonna make lobster for me." Problem being, I know there's a very good seafood restaurant out here, but my wife does not like seafood. So I'm going to have to find a restaurant that has lobster that will not completely bankrupt me and also has stuff for my wife. So I'm going to, I'm making, I'm making it a point to, to try lobster before the end of the year. You you got, you guys hear, heard it here on the uh, August 20th episode of Alcohol by Volume. I will try lobster before the end of the year. Um, and Okay, M- Mitch says he's never had clam chowder, not out of the can, but since he's in the Midwest, not a large stretch. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, clam chowder is one of those weird things where sometimes you can, I mean, like for instance, um, I think Progresso has one that's, it, it's not horrible. It, it's definitely serviceable. I've had clam chowder that, I've had it in restaurants where I'm assuming I, I'm assuming it's not out of the can because it actually does not taste as though it's out of the can. But having watched Restaurant Nightmares, who the fuck knows? Mm. Um, let's see. I'm gonna click on this link. See, I'm I'm, I'm tangenting, but that's okay. Uh, Sherry said that they made this last weekend, but substituted lobster for crab and shrimp. It is oh lobster bisque. Okay, I I could I could I could do that. I could do that. And following up on that, she also says they let's see. Oh, Sherry also posted the lobster mac and cheese recipe. Compliments of Marie Sarkeesian from Hippo Juice Dutch and Royce, and the occasionally airing Fifth Circle. Um. And Sherry said they're using imitation lobster because this time of the year, a Maine lobster, it, or uh, in, I'm sorry, in Minnesota, lobster is about $10 a tail. Jesus Christ. Ugh. 
I, I I like I like me some seafood. It's just a shame my my wife does my wife will not touch seafood. I got her to try some um like what was it honey glazed uh, pecan crusted salmon one time. She tasted. it. She said eh, it's not horrible, but not something she'd she'd eat regularly. Uh, meanwhile, I I enjoy shrimp as long as it's not cocktail shrimp. I enjoy crab. I enjoy salmon, cod. Um, I, I, I enjoy a good fish stick from, uh, from the Gorton's Fisherman. Actually, no, I haven't had that in fucking ages. Um, but I, I got, I got to find, I got to find, uh, and you know what? Shit, that, that lobster bisque recipe. Let me see here. Uh, fuck, I could probably make that and that, that's fine. You know, I could easily make that for myself. Um, of course, you know, lobster shells, uh, I don't know. I, I tried to make salmon at home once. Um, <laughs> Mitch says salmon tastes like salmon 90% of the time unless you cook it like me, Mitch, saying because he fucking cooks salmon awesomely. <sighs> I suck with salmon. This is turning into a food podcast, but I don't give a shit. Um, I... The, the last time I bought fresh salmon, I got salmon steaks from the supermarket and I fucking massacred the goddamn things by, like, I was pulling out those pretty much like the toothpick bones and it was just driving me nuts. I, I massacred the steak pulling that stuff out. To, since then... I hate to admit this, it's been all like the frozen salmon in the cooler kind of thing. Now, I season it decently, or my wife seasons it decently. But, I mean, it comes out okay like that. But, you know, if I can find a good salmon in a restaurant, I'm going after that. I, I fucking love salmon. I mean, shit. I, I, I've, I've, liked, I've liked fish since I, since I was little. Used to go to Big Boys in Michigan. And I would order the baked cod when I was like eight. I loved that stuff. Had Old Bay on it. So good. And uh, Mitch says he catches salmon. So <laughs> you're in Minnesota. I'm in Jersey. I would, If there was salmon here in the rivers, I don't think I'd want to eat it. And Mitch suggests using a potato peeler to remove the bones. I may have to try that. Okay, I will admit, back back when I did try and make my salmon... I was not even close to as confident a cook as I am now, so I think I'd be a little bit more, I'd be a little better now. Ah, went to Lake Michigan to catch them. Well, you know, maybe next time, if, if, I, if I knew how to fish, you know, next time I'm out in Michigan, I could do that, but eh, I don't see that happening. Let's see, Salmon Wellington. You know, I hear, I hear Wellington, I hear like Beef Wellington, stuff like that. And I, I've never known what Wellington... Oh, okay, it's the puff pastry. Okay, that... Okay, that makes sense. Oh, let's see. Salt, salmon fillets, thyme, oregano, puff pastry. Ooh, damn, that sounds good. God damn. Mitch, why don't you fucking live closer? Oof. I would go over your house for dinner all the damn time. You and Sherry sound like you make really, really, really good food. Oh. And, okay, Mitch also said... Still not tucking booze here. Uh, Mitch says his dad and his brother never take the bones out. He always does. Um, 
Now, okay, if you don't take the bones out and you're just eating it, is it basically you take a bite, find a bone in your mouth, pull it out? I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm not yelling at you. Sherry just yelled at me in the chat. I'm sorry. But if you're eating the salmon with the bones in it, um, and Sherry said I'm welcome over for dinner anytime. If I'm ever in the area, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, I would gather it's one of those kind of things where you eat the salmon, you feel the bone, and you pull it out of your mouth. Or, yeah, okay. So, and and I, I, I could do that. I would hate doing it. I mean, I have enough problems with, you know... Um, you know, non-seedless grapes. I would you call those seeded grapes? I don't know. You know, uh, anything like that where I got to pick seeds, bones, whatever out. I mean, I, I'm like that with I'm like that with with beef. I fucking hate. I I I I can't eat meat on the bone. Even um even like you know wings. If I'm out with people and wings are ordered, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll eat them to be polite. But, <laughs> damn it, Mitch, he says they're just called grapes. Okay, I guess that works. That makes sense. But, like, I'll, I'll eat, you know, regular wings to be polite. But, ugh, once you get into bones and you're getting into the gristle and all that shit, just not, ugh, 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 not, not, not my thing, not my thing, not my thing. Um, fuck. Okay, you know what? Um, let me see here. Du, 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 du. You know what? I am going to take a very, very, very brief second break here because, god damn it, I gotta piss. But I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna make it a, a real, real break. And, uh, <laughs> Mitch says he won't even eat bone wings to be polite. Fuck you, I won't eat them. Okay, so I'm not weird like that. It's like, I want a boneless pork chop. I don't want a bone pork chop. So, I don't feel weird about that anymore. But, I gotta piss, so, I will... <laughs> God damn it, Brent, I know meat grows on bones. I want to cut off the bones. <laughs> so, uh, let me cue this up. I will be back in a brief, brief, brief moment. Alcohol by volume on More Like Radio. MoreLikeRadio.com The new standard in internet radio. The Man Cave Radio Show! Last Sunny Show! <laughs> Mark Out Radio with Big T and Dark Fox. Masters of None. 360 on 420. The No Name Show. The Conti and Kenny Show. It's Lust and Love Radio. Ham Radio. OSW Review. Antisocial Gamer Radio. Alcohol by Volume. It's time for Dutch and Royce. Sweet speakers with Lance and Kyle. Get ready for Hippo Juice. It's the Red Show. It's Daytime Divas with Marianne and Kitty. Welcome to the Gentleman Show. Welcome back to the Elton Albert Show. This is the Fifth Circle. Radio. The Nerd Hour. Uh, you're checking out the Cousin Joe Show on More Like Radio. Hey, listeners, yes, that means you. Missed your favorite More Like Radio shows live? No problem. Just go to morelikeradio.com slash downloads. That's morelikeradio.com slash downloads. 
More like Radio's RSS feed works with your iThings, Zooms, Androids, Windows Phone, and anything else that can subscribe to an RSS feed. If you're so awesome that you only get your podcasts from iTunes, you can subscribe to our feed in iTunes by clicking the subscribe to iTunes link right on the downloads page. So what are you waiting for? Download more like radio podcasts and subscribe to our feed now. Yes, right now. Do it. Morelikeradio.com Because mean people need to laugh too. Help me, God, if you throw that computer on the floor again, you'll wake up in a mental ward with total amnesia under someone else's name. That's actually kind of scary. Eh, wouldn't be the first time. Okay, I'm back. Obviously, I did not get my wide-mouthed Gatorade bottle yet, so I apologize for that. I, I should, well, for the, for the moonshine show for next week, I should definitely do that. Um... Getting back into that in in the chat, it, Mitch like Mitch says, dirt, oil, and blood don't bother me. But boned meat. I'm. I, I thought I thought it was weird for that honestly for for years. I mean, even like with with like steak and stuff, I did not eat steak because of that. You know, prime. You know, like um, like T bone steak and stuff like that, just because it bugged the shit out of me. But now I fucking love steak because hey, you know, no bones when I can find it. Um. So let me hit hit up the let's see is this the last last story I got uh, uh a couple stories so uh, I may have actually had enough material for this week it, it, believe me I, I'm just as shocked as you are week to week I I'm amazed I know Logan Tittle from Newsy said you know there's endless stuff to talk about with beer but every week I'm I'm just shocked that I can still have enough material every week that is that is my biggest fear that i'm just gonna run out of shit to talk about so but this week this week had some good stuff australian scientists discovered the secret to hydrating beer now us professional drinkers know to drink water in between beers to keep hydrated prevent a hangover whether we actually do it or not like tonight for me is another story oh and i see jenny k is in the chat P. Rock's wife. I, I'm I'm honored for her to be joining in with this. A little sip of my theobroma there. Um, so scientists, these Australian scientists, have added electrolytes to the beer. And for those of you idiocracy fans, it's what plants crave. Or however they said it there. To improve the hydrating effects of the beer. Oh, okay. Jenny K is jumping in saying she hates bones in meat too and she can't eat it like that either. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> White ass Brent saying by the by the jar of moonshine the opening should be big enough for your giant hog. No, no, I'm not I'm not saying I have a big cock. Not saying I have a big cock at all. I mean there, there there's enough girth there. It gets the job done. I have a kid, so obviously did something right. You know, just you know, just I, I I need capacity. I don't necessarily need need the girth of the opening. I think the girth of the opening of the the Gatorade bottle is good, but I need capacity because you know I, I I've had to piss in my car and I'll, I'll fill up a Starbucks venti cup like nothing. So, uh, but anyway, here, um, in adding the electrolytes, the scientists also slightly reduced the alcohol content. So, eh, eh, I I. I I don't necessarily like that trade-off there, 
but I'm an alcoholic, so who knows. Uh, they said the taste is not affected, allegedly. You know, take that as you will. But researchers from Griffith University's Health Institute manipulated the electrolyte levels of two commercial beers, one that was regular strength, one that was light, and then they gave those two beers to volunteers that had been heavily exercising just before consumption to test their fluid recovery. The study showed that light beer that had been combined with electrolytes was one-third more effective at hydrating a person than a regular beer. Okay, cool. Um, and from the article, this is where they lost me. The researchers don't recommend drinking beer after rigorous exercise. Now, okay. You guys know that occasionally I, I do like to exercise. I'll do, you know, DDP yoga. I will do, um, no, I'll run every other day and I'll drink my beer. So, you know, I may be biased in this. But this actually contradicts a study done in Spain at uh, Granada University where they said that beer, the non-electrolyted variety, can actually help rehydrate the body better after a workout than Gatorade or water. So, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Electrolytes in beer, it's a good idea, but the researchers at Griffith University, they may want to actually kind of keep abreast of other fe- or other studies in their field, so... Okay, well, Jenny Kay is saying exercise and beer don't mix. Well, okay, true. I'm not going to drink a beer while I'm exercising. I'll drink a beer after I exercise. You know, if I want to, you know, carb load and stuff like that. But but I, I, I have mentioned the, the phenomena of the, the beer run, too, where every quarter mile you down a beer. So, I mean, the, the phenomena is there. <laughs> Oh wait, that, that, I didn't even that didn't that didn't even dawn on me with P Rock saying that Jenny K is kind of plugging her station there. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just I'm happy to have people in the chat. That's how happy I am. Back back to meat on the bone because that that, that seems to be a a pretty good topic here. Cornax in the Skype chat saying it's annoying having to eat around the bone. Okay, I understand that. Um, let's see. Mitch says he can handle bones in. T-bones, pork chops, other than that, he hates them. Yeah, you know what? T-bones, it, it's okay because you're not dealing with as much of that gristle. Um, you know, it, pork chops even, you're not. When you get into, like, bone or uh, wings and stuff like that, um, I'm trying to think of other stuff where, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, it, w- wings, you're dealing with gristle all over the place. You're going to bite into something bad. The one boned meat that I will do. The one boned meat I will do is ribs. I fucking love ribs. And it has to be a nice, lean baby back rib. I've had ribs where I'm biting into fucking fatty pieces, and it's fucking disgusting. God damn it, this show always comes back to ribs. How the fuck does that happen? Always back to ribs. Ugh. Ribs, like Punchy says, ribs are so fucking good. And I'll probably get busted for this. I've had ribs elsewhere, and I've enjoyed them. But the the ribs, the ribs that I get at, and you're going to laugh at me, people, the ribs I get at TGI Fridays, they're fucking good. They're regular barbecue baby back ribs. They're Jack Daniels ribs. They're fucking good. I'll eat an entire rack in one sitting and have no complaints whatsoever. 
I love them. I tried to make. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> who posted this? Let me see. Wet as Brent, the best deboned ribs. It's a McRib. I ha- I actually did try the McRib a few months ago, and yeah, it was pretty tasty. But I'll, I'll take my regular baby back ribs. But um, shit. Now nah, fuck. Now I'm lost. God damn it. Oh, I suck. <laughs> I I had the McRib. It it it, it, it was no it was no it was you know no no replacement for real ribs, but I'll I'll fuck it I'll fucking suck that meat off the bone and you can isolate that if you want Cornex I don't care. Um. <laughs> oh oh Cornex Cornex that's hurtful. I ask how the fuck does that happen? And he says it's because you're a fat ass. I am well yeah well, a little bit yeah okay. I'm sorry, Jenny. I know TGI Fridays, but we're, we're, we're you know we're Stripes members, and we get free food. I got, last time I went there, I got I got ribs, and I got them for free. Twenty dollar plate of ribs, I got them for free, so I can't complain. The show always turns into ribs. I swear, it's, it's so bizarre. Ah, see, okay, now now they're in the chat. If you were listening live, they're in the chat. Ribs, 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 ribs are delicious. Oh, I remember where I was going. And then I'll get back into my last story. Um, I tried to make ribs once. I, I bought them from the local butcher. Made them on the grill. My wife was out of town. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to make ribs. I'm going to marinate these and everything. I'm going to do them up good. I'm going to do them perfect. And I don't know if I just didn't do them well or I don't know. They just, they just didn't, uh, they didn't work for me. They didn't work for me. And to Jenny K, I I used <laughs> Whitest Brent says someone buy KevinRibcast.com. Fuck yeah. Do a ribs podcast. <laughs> uh, Jenny K says ribs are gross. I used to think ribs are gross and I I don't know. Started to get into them. Started to get Mit- Mitch has a point. He says it's a lot of work to eat them. Too much fat. Yeah. But- the ones, okay, the ones I get at Fridays, no fat whatsoever on them, so that's good. And he says his fingers and beards get be, beards beard get too dirty, so I can understand that. You know, I I don't really grow the whole beard. It, I I can't grow a huge beard, so. But I don't necessarily. I'll, I'll deal with the pseudo mustache ish problem. Um, okay. So, last news story before I kick into the beer releases, because I actually completely missed that last week, because, I don't know, I had, I had too much material. Too much goddamn material. The Just Add Water beer set for launch. So, we had the Mio equivalent of beer, the On Tap, the American Ale and the Pale Ale. I bought them, I tried them on air, they weren't half bad. I've seen them mentioned in Reddit, you know, every couple of weeks people are just discovering it. And some people are saying, holy shit, this is stupid, this is disgusting. And there are a few people out there that are with me on it where, you know what, it actually does make a Coors Light or whatever taste a little bit better. Um, and White S. Brent says, if ribs, ribs are cooked correctly, the fat is rendered from the meat into tastiness. Okay, I, I like that. And Cornac says, he can make good ribs, how do you fuck that up? I don't know. I, I suck on a barbecue. I can make steak. I can make burgers. But, I don't know. Ribs, somehow I fucked it up. <sighs> I need to be taught. I need to watch Food Network. But anyway, just add water beer. So, 
we had the meal beer equivalent with the on tap. Now we're getting the lemonade from concentrate equivalent, probably something kind of like that. Pat's backcountry beverages out of Talkeetna, Alaska. They're planning to launch the beer concentrate in the U.S. and Canada in September, and they're hopeful that the U.K. and Europe will follow soon. They're adamant in saying it's not just a dehydrated beer. They say, and I quote, a nearly waterless beer concentrate that contains all the great flavor, alcohol, and aroma of a premium quality microbrew. So the procedure is basically add water, carbonate it, and then drink it. The process that they use, it creates a highly concentrated beer with an alcohol percentage similar to vodka or whiskey. So it's a 80 proof concentrate, I guess. Which means some idiot's going to be doing shots of this concentrate. Not me. Not yet, of course. Well, I'll, I'll get desperate eventually. And if this stuff gets distributed near me, I'll probably buy some. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do shots for, uh, for, for, your, uh, for, your, for your amusement. The company is also selling a carbonator bottle on their website, which can be used for the carbonation process. There's a video for it, but there's no actual dialogue. It's all no dialogue. It's all visual. Basically, it kind of looks interesting. You load the, this chamber with water. You add some carbonation activator packet, which they're selling, of course. You add the drink, and then you pump this cap, and you shake it up. And then you pump the cap more, and then you shake it up. The video looked like she was actually just making sparkling water, not actually using the beer. But not a bad idea. It depends how expensive that activator shit is. But... I I don't want I mean I, I it's not you know powdered beer but it's still beer from concentrate I it all it almost seems like it's too much trouble I could see a market for something like this for the military but beyond that like domestically I can't I can't see that working ship it overseas that'll work you know when you know the military is in some godforsaken country without beer you know Iraq Saudi Arabia whatever Afghanistan here I, I, can't, I can't see it picking up I, I eh. um, so okay so I'll cl- wow damn it I keep running out of steam I fucking suck ah <sighs> So the new beer releases and reveals for the week. I got six minutes. I'm not cutting into J5 show. Although I did play his new song at the top of the show, so you know, should let me cut in a little bit. Uh, Firestone Walker Velvet Merkin Bourbon Barrel Aged Oatmeal Stout. It was aged for a year in retired bourbon barrels, and I think I actually have a. I think I actually have a shot of the. Let me see. If I can dip, wow. If I can dip through all the recipes in tabs that I have. Jesus Christ. Wow. See, this show makes me hungry. I don't know what it is. Um, okay. Firestone Walker, Velvet Merkin, Bourbon Barrel, Stout. Okay, Oatmeal Stout. I know Mitch likes his oatmeal stouts. Um, and on that last story, Cornex is a great point. Why not make beer packets for so- for SodaStream? So it's a SodaStream for beer. That makes perfect sense. There's got to be a way to customize that. And, you know, there, there's money in that, definitely. But back to this. Um, let's see. The, the This particular brew, it's had a cult following. It was previously only available during tastings or special events. 
limited to 3,500 cases of their 22-ounce bottles. It's their first um, bourbon barrel-aged beer. They've released under 10% alcohol. Begins with dark chocolate and roasted coffee character, but after aging, it finishes with a milk chocolate taste and creamy vanilla. And that is the kind of beer that I could get into. Milk chocolate and beer. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just just in the chat again. Uh, it's supposed to be on shelves September 16th. 22 ounce bottles, 8.5% alcohol by volume. <laughs> uh, Abita has some stuff coming up. Sorry. Who is I? Spill all over myself. There's Seersucker Summer Pills and more for 2014. So this is stuff that's going to be out in about a year. Uh, the Seersucker Summer Pills made with Pilsner and Carapils malts with German tradition and German spalt hops. One of these days, I'm going to figure out what the fuck, you know, with the difference of hops and everything. Like I said, not going to be available until next summer, but a test batch will be on tap in the Abita Visitor Center in Abita Springs, Louisiana, in the coming weeks. 4.8% alcohol by volume, very sessionable there. They're also going to have a tweaked version of their previous Fall Fest with stronger hops coming out in Fall 2014. Their Harvest Series lineup in 2014 is going to include the following. Grapefruit Harvest IPA, Strawberry Harvest Lager, Lemon Harvest Wheat, which was previously their seasonal this year, the uh, Lemon Wheat, and the Pecan Harvest Ale, which, if you've never had it before, really good. And then their Select Series lineup highlights. Macchiato in November 2013, Espresso Milk Stout. Hop Gator in January 2014, their Hell's Doppelbach. Triple Haze, May 2014. It's a Raspberry Golden. If someone can get that for me when it comes out, I will fucking pay you handsomely. And then Naughty Quaker, <laughs> uh, October 2014, that's an oatmeal stout. Um, <laughs> God damn it! White House Brent has a has a has a question. Uh, if beer was made from feces, would you drink it? It's kind of a Susan Dean esque question. <laughs> oh, J- Jenny K does not like any of those. D- Jenny K needs to needs to get into the world of the the the. Well, I wouldn't say strange beers, but you know. Um, I don't know. W- one day, Jenny, we will get you more adventurous. We we will we will tiptoe you into the different tastes. Um, this is the last one, last beer I'm going to give you this week. I'll, I'll hold off the other ones till next week. Um, Evil Twin Spicy Nachos. So from Evil Twin Brewing, it's a pale ale with jalapenos added. I think I have a uh, got the label for it. Because again, I don't want to cut into J5's time because I like J5. He got a good show. Um, Evil Twin Spicy Nachos. The label says, Hey Ed, what spicy nachos mean? Well, apparently the name came from an Urban Dictionary entry with which reads, and this is more for lust and love, I would assume, a male tucks his sack back or gives a girl the goat, if you will, and the girl sucks his dick from behind and sticks her nose in his asshole. After the insertion of the nose to the asshole, she then blows her nose as if she were blowing it into a Kleenex. Example, hey babe, give me the spicy nacho. I'm feeling kind of frisky tonight. So 5.5% alcohol by volume, nice and light for a jalapeno beer. 22 ounce bombers, availability is still to be determined 
I get Evil Twin Brewing out here, I believe. So hopefully I will see that out here at some point because that sounds like the kind of thing I'd, I'd like to try. Um, and that, I, you know, I'm going to say that's it for this week because I don't want to cut in J5's time. I got, I got a few new beers that I'll, I'll get into next week. So check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped. I am alcohol by volume, all one word. Follow at more like radio on Twitter. And coming up next, as I mentioned, unsigned hype with J5, sir, dark side. Followed by Dutch and Royce. I will see you guys next week for the Moonshine Show, I promise, on Alcohol by Volume. Have a good week, guys.